You're listening to Stagger Cast, brought to you by Stagger Gear. We're recording. We're recording. Heading to it. Huntstock. Yep, Greg and I are loaded up. We're heading down to Huntstock. We got a U-Haul, a little six by twelve U-Haul trailer that's Fuck. far, far <laughs> past its maximum load right now. I got my Tundra V8. And it's all that it wants. It's uh, that we got that thing packed to the brim. We got everything going down there. We got jackets, gloves, base layers, merch, you name it. Oh, yeah. And uh, if we don't wreck with this heavy load behind us on the way down, then we'll be able to sell it some to you guys. But uh, we got a couple stu- picked up a couple studs in the back. Yep, yep. It yep. sounds a little silly, but no, we got uh, well, I just got my buck back on Monday from the taxidermist for 2022 buck. Yep, and uh, you've got you've had yours back for what a month now, yeah, just a little about. while, yeah. And yep. so we got those behind us. Mine's behind my seat right now, and Greg's behind his. and Greg's got a Gandalf G2 it's sticking around his seat. So. <laughs> if, if I go back too far, it jabs me right in the back of the head. Yeah, if we get rear-ended at all, uh, and Greg's probably going to take uh, Gandalf G2 to the back of the dome. And and that'll be I, the, he might win. That'll be the he end of Greg. He might win, yet. That'll be the end of him. <laughs> when we got, a, we got another guy tailgating us. We got Ansel. We got An- you ever heard the story about uh, Ansel's multiple nicknames? No, what's he got? So when my great-grandmother was back when she was alive, uh, she was on some government cheese program, right? Okay. So every month, like, she'd get all this cheese and, like, uh, evaporated milk. Cheese and tax. Yeah, she was paying the cheese tax. <laughs> and uh, so she had this evaporated milk. And back then, Ansel was hardcore evaporated milk in his coffee. Oh. So <laughs> Nice and thick. <laughs> so every time we'd go over there, she would try to give us, like, a whole pallet of freaking evaporated milk. And she would, uh, she never could get Ansel's name right. She was about 90 years old. And she's, she called him uh, Edson. She called him Manuel. Never could get it right. She called him Anus. <laughs> <laughs> Etzel. Finally, Etzel is Etzel. where she landed. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so the, that evaporated government milk, you never knew when you opened the can up uh, if it was had chunks floating around in oh. it or not. But that didn't bother Ansel. He just, if there was chunks, he said he would just uh, smash them against the side of the coffee cup and then they would go away. So Just he's extra a, texture, right? He's a sick bastard. I mean, if you're, if you're drinking government-funded evaporated milk, that probably put some fucking hair on your chest oh right yeah there. and then the cheese was the yellow cheese it was a huge blocks oh boy oh man it was bad but yeah but anyways i digress but ansel's coming down to help us set up and uh he's we need really him he's been yeah ansel's been a rock star so if you're down here at huntstock this weekend and hanging out with us uh our whole display we got a big wood backdrop and we got glove displays and everything and that's all ansel ansel's a top top tier woodworker so we've got Ansel come down to help us set up and finish yep. his wood- woodworking scheme he's got going for us but he's been a big part of helping us get ready and we're, we're uh, trying to get him to sit down for a podcast but he's <laughs> he's uh he's being a little reluctant but we'll get him a we'll couple him. couple silver bullets and we'll get him yep. loosened up yeah yeah a bunch of people been asking for Ansel to come on and tell some stories ever since your video because I mean he's a character oh yeah that's yeah. the reason your your video is demonetized because the sheer <laughs> amount of profanity coming from Ansel in that video F this, oh F that. god uh, yeah this Swish Kenko guy just cut me off I'm gonna yeah you flip him the bird for me here or no it's a okay. chick driving that thing oh okay never yeah. mind yeah. never mind yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah we're heading to Hunstock this has been months of build up getting yeah. getting to this point a lot of hard work yeah um, and it's been exhausting just watching Adam do all this work, um, but <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> uh, but no, it's been uh, it's been a good experience. But 
we're looking forward to it. Going to have a blast. But, boy, Monday morning we're going to be kind of relieved when it's all said well, and done. Monday morning we got to go straight back to work. So yeah, oh, yeah. You're going to be yep. much. And we're going to be – it's going to take me a week to get – unpacked from this thing and get everything in its storage and everything back on shelves and oh yeah into the warehouse and everything working right again but yeah yeah we're heading down there uh i just realized the radio was playing in the background so if you hear something for this first oh it's uncle ted it's why just turn it down damn yankees damn yankees yep coming of age yep Yep. so we're doing this in the truck there might be a little bit of a a little bit of a uh little rattle here there a little shuffling little little friction going on out there but we'll yeah. see it's kind of the first this is the first one we've done in the truck first one of many hopefully this year we'll be doing them heading hunting and coming back from hunting and yeah pissing and moaning and crying about how hot it is probably but oh i hope not <laughs> well i was watching the thing the other day uh sometimes i go on tangents and i look at weather predictions of everything and i went on a tangent on youtube the other day in google and i looked at about 10 different meteorologist predictions yep. for the winter and about seven out of the 10 predicted a heavy snow early snow cold fall up here i'm fine with that and then three of them said no it's going to be a all rain and in warm winter so it's going to yep. be one of the two I'm, I'm going with the seven out of ten on those guys yep um something with el nino or something that's what everybody says it's fairly everybody say oh there's an el nino every year but i don't even know what that is i don't either i just know it's uh it, when they when they have one of those it's always way wetter that's for sure but yeah um, they're saying it's going to be the biggest el nino and whatever and the jet stream's dropping down so it's going to lead to snow early and and good amount of it so i mean we're yeah. doof it's been uh 2019 was it or yeah 2018 that was the last was really snow. 2019 was a really good tracking year yeah yeah and, and last year wasn't bad it was just there was nothing in the early season and then yeah. it was like a light switch as oh, soon yeah. as mid-november hit then we had pretty good snow after that yep. for at least a few good tracking days i got mine on that first storm so i didn't really have to worry about it as much and then went over to new hampshire and spent a couple days on crunch over there and then a couple days good tracking snow yep, yep. Um, but hopefully this year will be uh i'm sending uh i'm sending hit list bucks to adam via text message right now and yeah, he's he's yeah, yeah, uh yeah. vehemently he hasn't approved one of them yet well you gotta <laughs> there was a bit a beautiful six-pointer that he's he poo-pooed yeah greg's got the uh we call it the nursery out behind his house here and uh there's a lot of yeah we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna manage it this year yeah you said that the last three years yeah but, but uh, you do you you do you i'm not the gardens have been doing really good this year too you gardening I'm not gardening much. Oh, Ansel's a hell of a gardener. We went over the garden the other day, and uh, we killed a cucumber. Nice. You, harvest, we, uh, you didn't harvest it? No, we killed. Oh, is that the same thing? Oh, yeah, yeah Oh, yeah. I thought you killed things in the garden. <laughs> oh, you don't? <laughs> you harvest them? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> killed killed a cucumber, some beets, uh, cherry tomatoes, and uh, chanterelle mushrooms are popping everywhere. I mean, so. you, yeah, you've been raking in the chanterelles oh, this yeah. year you've been crushing i've been trying to get people to come pick them but nobody how do you even cook those uh so the best way to do the chanterelles is just in a frying pan with butter just like you're cooking yeah sliced they, up venison yeah they have like a nutty kind of flavor they're really really good you get best with like venison we got a little short that's going to be coming out but cooking a whole back strap with chanterelles yeah uh but and there's bleats ready to go right now and what's um, a bleat it's just like a it's just a. It looks like a prototypical big mushroom, but okay. um, they're, you know, they're kind of hard to. Some of them are kind of hard to identify, so I kind of shy away from them unless I got Ansel with me. But Ansel's the mushroom man. He's got all the books, right? Oh yeah, no, he's the he's the king of the mushrooms and uh, king of the Coors Light. And <laughs> we, <laughs> if we can get him on the podcast, we it's going to be partridge hunting one on one with Ansel. Yeah. And yeah, oh, that guy knows his thing about partridge hunting. It's little little tips if you're hunting up in the North Main woods. 
uh, out of your truck for partridge. Oh yeah, he's so. a he's a killer of partridge. He's the he's the man for that. Yeah, and uh, I can't drink with you guys for another day and a half. Why? Well, because remember, I saw I've, I haven't even talked about this. So uh, last weekend I was out in New Hampshire. I've told you obviously, but yep. I was out in New Hampshire scouting, put a bunch of cameras out, looking around, trying to find a couple of them bucks that I was on last year, and I uh, got bit by a tick. Bastard. Ooh. A bit by a tick. Started feeling ill and found a couple other ones on me. And then I had to go in and go and do a whole doxycycline cycle and getting this whole system cleaned out to get that out of the system. But it was just a matter of time before that ever happened to me. That's were you on the uh were you on the doxy when you were drinking the other night though? No, I just started the doxy a few days ago. Oh or two days day after that. You were on the liquor a few nights ago. There. Well, that was a that's different. That was a work okay. event. That okay. was okay. All right, open bar work event. That were very. That was a good night. Yep. Um, you, were, you were getting a little drinky poo, and you were. I, I looked over at one point, and you were doing a doing a wraparound. No, I wasn't doing a wraparound. Oh, okay, that was wasn't I? you. No, I had a. <laughs> I was on the sweet drinks that night. Yeah, I yeah. Was, I always had a couple margaritas going, which I mean, it was going. You want to poo poo a margarita? I'll tell you this: if you're a guy, you want to poo poo a margarita. Yeah. Those things are pretty fierce in the summertime. But who was standing there ready to fight at the end of the night? Who was who was in the best shape of anybody at the end of the night? You? Was it, are you trying to say you? No, you stick to the silver bullets and yeah, things go you good. Were, you were, yeah, yeah, you know. But uh, no, everybody thinks so, we're alcoholics on this podcast now. No, nah, that was like the <laughs> first time I drank in forever. Yeah, so. no, I'm good. I'm good for a little while now. But yeah, I can't. I I can't uh, have a beer for two more days because it's a doxy. Jesus. Kid. You that's can't. like talk about shitty timing. That's all right. No, it's good. I don't even really. After the other night, I'm good. I'm what satisfied. happens if the ADK Cowboys walk over? You're going to be rude? Chances are. Chan- no, I'm not going to be rude. <laughs> I'm not going to be rude. Chances are they're going to kill some bush lights or whatever they're drinking this weekend. Bush lattes? Yep. They're definitely yep. going to have a few down there. And uh, yep. looking forward to seeing them. They're right down the aisle from us. So that'll be a good time. Yep. Down there on stock. Yep. So I, I went to uh, New Hampshire last weekend too. And. Um, got some cameras up and i got one cell camera that i run up there and lo and behold i got back to my house and by the next morning a bear had it ripped off the tree so i'm getting pictures of the ground right now so i gotta go gotta go back up in there but it looked uh it looked a little weird there was some beech nuts dropping so i think there's going to be beaches but both the beaches and the oaks you could tell were really damaged by the frost yeah a lot of a lot of tiny acorns falling right now they're not the full-size ones yeah so i don't know is it's going to be that good for food over there but i'm curious to how it's going to be because like you said there's a lot of dropped ones already beech nuts and acorns but there's still some holding yep seen mixed areas of apples some areas have a lot of apples in them in vermont and then some there's nothing so i I feel like it's going to be a year where it's not a huge mass crop, right? Nothing yep. like it was two years ago. Yep. But I feel like it's going to be very good in certain areas, and you're going to be able to pattern deer better this year. This is my prediction. I could be wrong. Okay. Because of that limited but good food and, and here and there, yep. I feel like you're going to be able to pattern deer more to feed than you have been the last couple of years where there was no feed or where yeah. there's no mass crop or the years where it's an obsessive amount of mass crop, acorns, yep. beech nuts, everything. I feel like this is going to be – Everything's going to be in pockets, so I feel like you're going to be able to monitor your deer better and pattern them if, if you're doing that. For sure, um, for sure. But we'll see. Yeah, it's there's still a lot of a lot of summer left and fall, so we'll see when things drop and what holds and what doesn't. But Ansel hanging tough back there. He looks it. Yeah, we, this thing's heavy. I mean, shit, we're only doing 65 yeah. all the way down here. We've got he's, that thing loaded. He's going to have you got blood pressure meds. He's going to have to pee every, like, 10 minutes here. Oh, so. he's going to have to stop then? I don't know. He hasn't called us yet, so we're That's good. That's true. We'll keep going until he can't take it anymore. He just... 
he just put a cheeseburger in his belly and a and a. I don't he's know. He's built what. like Randy from Trail. You got that. He's got that power <laughs> gut on him. <laughs> well, he he's actually he, that he's wicked active. It's oh, just he a, is. If he's he got a power actually gut. if he didn't drink, he'd be as skinny as a rail in, oh, a, yeah. in a month. Yeah. You know, That's there's, all right. a, there's a lot of guys like. He's that, a happy guy know? though. It's the happiest guy you ever met, right there. Yeah, he already bailed us out. We couldn't get the. We didn't have a leg for the U-Haul, and he just pulls a fucking jack right out of his ass and <laughs> fucking lifts up the trailer and. We're totally screwed without him, so. Yeah, no, that was a smart move right there. But we're gonna, we're gonna, he's gonna check it out tomorrow morning. Then he's gonna head it for home. So. Yeah, yeah, he'll be good to help us set up and enjoy the show a little bit there. But uh, I had you so last weekend you were in New Hampshire, right? And you said you went and put it. Yep. In, I, I mean, we didn't get to name names, and we can edit this out if you don't want it in there. But it seems like you got a crowd moving in the old Gandalf hole now. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I was I'm not a, trying to throw anybody uh, under the bus, <laughs> but that's what happens. I get you kill a, a good buck in there, and oh, yeah. people. You got some. I was over there. You got geographers looking at maps and oh yeah, <laughs> triangulating the video and figuring out watching where Lord was. of the Rings and they're they're watching all the all the six movies and reading the books and yeah. trying to figure out where I was. Not no, we're not not trying to poo poo anybody. Right no, there, no, yeah, no. you got a crowd in there now. Well, I was I was up there scouting and <laughs> it's everybody's new spot now. <laughs> yeah, randomly, a guy texts me. One of my one of my buddies. Yeah, you scouting today? <laughs> my buddy just said he saw a Vermont truck in there scouting, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, so that might be a that might be done with that yeah, place soon. You, so you won that you you got everything you needed out of that mountain right there. Yeah, time to time to expand. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Well, I want you to come down and hunt this area with me this year, which we've talked about because there's some good bucks kicking around in there, and it's a huge huge chunk of woods. So yeah, it'd be nice I can't to have wait. Two guys in there. That'd be awesome. A couple good real good bucks in there, and it's almost time to start thinking. As soon as hunt stock's over, I'm getting right into. Uh, start getting tree stands ready start getting ready for bow season and yep. uh, i'm gonna do the uh, new hampshire bear bait thing too this year i got oh, a permit you're back to, doing it yeah i got a permit to bait bear um that's what september 1st september 1st yeah pretty much the whole month of september and uh so i got a spot all picked out and got the permit with the with the wardens and everything everything's all squared away and ready to rip so i can't wait hopefully i can get a nice bear over in new hampshire so yep. that'll good that'll be good been trying forever and if i do i'll do the whole you know I'll do the like a rug and I'll do it all myself and uh, there ain't nothing worse than fleshing a black bear though. Holy really? cow! Bad. Oh, the whole garage was grease when I was over done with it. No oh, shit. But no, um, it's a uh, it's kind of been a goal of mine to get one over there baiting because I've never never got one over bait and uh, it was kind of kind of sounds like a cool thing to do. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, it's starting to starting to get some cold nights too. So yeah can't wait can't it wait seems like it's weird like i mean obviously we've had a super wet summer up here and uh yeah but like the last week or two hasn't really been that hot it's been pretty chilly and drizzly and everything but I'm glad we got some pretty good weather for hunt stock down here i think other than tonight when we got to set up yep. it's supposed to rain but tomorrow and saturday are supposed to be really good and sunday i think there's a chance of rain in the morning or afternoon i'm not sure exactly yep yep that's going to be crazy for sure there's sold a lot of tickets and there'll be a lot of a lot of people there so well, come check us out at the booth. It's uh, we're, we put a lot of work into it, and uh, we hope you guys like it. And um, the display is going to look pretty cool. And we got a lot of different products to look at, and uh, we're really excited about it. So yeah. All right. Well, we got going to do a little bit. We're going to do a Greg names a buck segment. It's a super short one. Oh, I'm all right. I just pulled one up. Ninety one. Hold all on. Right. Getting Greg's on ninety one. Driving oh. first. Hold on a minute. Ansel's good. Yep. Okay. 
Um, you get around this. You here. can't get you. You can't ask this of me when I'm doing other things. But I know I'll, I need your your undivided attention. You do one, I'll do one. And you didn't even you didn't even like post them online. I, I know I people. forgot to do that. I my apologies if you guys are listening. I, this is what we're gonna do next time we do a short. We'll do this segment. I'm gonna put them up on Instagram. And I said that before. My apologies. God I get busy. Well, we got eighteen thousand different things going on at once right now. So fine. I was busy, but yep. I, my right. apologies. I think people get the idea through the audio of that last segment that was a funny one <laughs> all right all i'm right, gonna bud. i'm gonna give you one right here this okay. is uh here we go and those for listening this is uh he wanted to be a tall mainframe eight but he's got a broken g2 on the right side very clean looking handsome buck nice looking buck but just you know couldn't finish it up on top well, there he, he's busted on that g2 on that right side yeah he's uh boy he's nice though he's beautiful um god damn it i don't know he looks kind of like lurch you know Lurch. I'm going to call him Lurch. All right. <laughs> Lurch. <laughs> I could see that. Lurch. Lurch the seven. Busted off eight-pointer seven. Okay. Your turn. Uh, right. Random, gonna, please. I'm going to random one. Hang on. Hang on. Didn't All tell right. you I was up Hang in your on. spot, too, snooping around. Yeah, you stay out of there. Trout fishing. Yeah, I was up there trout fishing and sneaking and peeking. Didn't even see one deer track, so. All right. I'm just going to gonna just scroll, scroll, scroll and stop. I wonder if Ansel's got a pee. Why don't I? Is he flagging here? Let me pull over at this rest area and see if his hit the piss. His up. bladder's full. We're back. Huntstock 2023 coming at you live. <laughs> WNBC. I always wanted to do that. Well, you just did my <laughs> job right there. I don't even have to edit the music in now. You just did it. That was Thank straight you. off the car speaker right there. Yep. We're six, actually taking six more piss breaks since we've last been I'm going to need one in a minute. We're refreshing off a one? piss break, and I'm going to need I just rifled a bang energy. Those things are piss missiles. So. I ain't got time for this. Well, we're good. We got, what, hour till we're there? Hour till we're there. Seen some some uh, questionable drivers so far. I think I've been one of them. Yeah. Almost hit the bridge. Yeah, you almost clipped the bridge with the U-Haul. It doesn't help. This thing weighs 10,000 pounds. It's like we're towing an elephant down on <laughs> What do you we wanna, got? What do we leave so off? You named You're a buck. supposed to name a buck. Okay, well, did you pick one out for I me? I did. I did. Right, so it's it right here, your here. Okay, got it? Okay, I got it. All right, I'm looking <clears> at so it right now. Describe it to the crowd here this first. This is uh wow. This is a straight-up giant. This is a booner. This is definitely a Midwest buck. Big old brows, splits. Just an old gnarly blockhead of a buck. Yep. Ooh, and this is the my, this is the first time I've named Buck. Oh hey, yeah, this is Greggy names Bucks, but I'm coming in. I'm taking a celebrity shot here. Okay, I'm gonna name one. Um, mm, ooh, boy, this is a big one. If you ever see this one in the Northeast, you're thinking about it all the time. You're yeah. hunting this thing every day. You're never not thinking about this deer. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna call this one Child Sport. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're going to call this buck child sport. Explain. Uh, so this buck is just an absolute hammer. And chances are, if you're married and you got a kid, you're spending so much time chasing this thing. The wife's taking the kid and the dog, and you're paying 50% of your paycheck child support for this deer right this here. Is so. gonna, this is a marriage ender. Yep, this is the home wrecker. You're paying child support on home this wrecker. one. That's Crockett. another good one, home wrecker. Home wrecker. <laughs> All right, well, so I've this buck right here. This <laughs> This buck right here, we're calling him child support and or home record because this one's definitely taking a toll on your marriage this deer season if you're going after him. Oh man, that's a good that's a, that's a nice buck. That's a good. That's pick. a really that, that that was awesome, bud. Maybe we should be Adam names bucks. No, 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 no. You're the so. you're the comedy effect here. I'm just yeah. I'm just the 
I'm just me. I don't Speaking know. of comedy, man, I, we just went by a peach stand. We got a couple bushels. I've never seen your mouth watering so much looking at it. We're going to get you that hungry right now. For every pair of gloves tomorrow, we're going to give away a free peach. <laughs> no. just, got our, uh, just got our muzzleloaders from Woodman. Yep. Appreciate the Woodman yeah, guys helping awesome. us out getting those. And those are those are badass guys. I didn't put mine down for like a whole day. I, I know. I mean, you, it you, you taped yours to your hand. You just had it <laughs> for a day. I hate the thought of putting a scope on it because it's just so sleek and so nice. And Yeah, I was torn on it when I was talking to Timmy about what to do and get a peeper, go scope. And my goal this year is I'm going all in on that early New Hampshire muzzleloader season. So um, I decided to go with the scope because chances are probably not going to have snow that week. Maybe. There's yep. a chance, obviously. But yep. I'm just going to go put like a 1 to 4, like a 1 to 6 with scope caps on it and that's the problem with the muzzleloader is you get sometimes you only get one shot. So it's I mean, true. having a scope is is kind of a good idea early season. Now you yeah, can always take yeah. it off late season. Exactly, and then uh, like Timmy was telling me, I could either you know buy another one next year or you know just buy the barrel with a pee party on it and you yeah. just swap the barrel out. And uh, yeah, no, I think I want to definitely want to go scope on it for that early season because like you said, you get that one shot with a peep on bare ground. Everything looks the same. It's not like you're on snow in that yeah. early season, right? So sure. it's harder to line a beat up on a buck that's going through, you know, brown a brown backdrop. For sure. Compared for to sure. With the scope. So yeah, that's that. So yeah. So hey, can you hit us with like one little story, and then Ooh. we'll and then we'll sign off. What, what do you got? What anything do you want for a story? Well, it's got to be a tracking story, right? Um, tracking yeah, podcast. Yeah, we can do one. Yeah, we can do one. Uh, let me think here. Let's see. What's a good story, Buck? <coughs> uh, da, 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 da. I'll tell you about a buck. I don't think I've talked about him before. This is. You know, everybody, we like to talk about, you know, big woods hunting and, and uh, you know, getting out there, being away away from the truck and getting out there as far as you can. Yep. Uh, one of my better bucks I actually killed on a small piece of land. I mean, it was a couple 300-acre chunk, um, small compared to, you know, big state forest and stuff that I usually hunt or, yep. you know, up in Maine on logging company land. But good buck. Uh, I had a lot of pictures of that buck before the season, kind of had him patterned in. Both season he was in there hard. I was hunting him all bow season and he was just nighttime buck and uh come rifle season he just like disappeared and i was like oh well somebody got him yep or you know he's off chasing does and hadn't have a picture of him for probably three weeks and that was a deer that i had pretty regularly on camera which is usually not how it goes i i'd say about of the bucks i kill maybe 10 to 15 percent are bucks that i actually have on camera that's just the way it is in those bigger pieces (laughs) you got new deer coming in all the time doing big loops and you'll end up shooting deer that you never knew was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but this deer was, I had a lot of pictures of him, a lot of history with him on that on that season. And uh, rifle came, never really lined him up, but I didn't hunt in there much because I said it was a smaller piece, and we had decent track of snow that year, and I just couldn't connect the dots during rifle season with a buck. I passed up a couple small ones, but couldn't line up a, a good buck that season. That's just the way it goes. It's, it's what you got to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, no mass crop that year, so there wasn't a lot of deer out in the state forest where I like to hunt. So uh, it came to muzzleloader season. And uh, I was getting nervous, and uh, I go, so I hunted all day. I tried to cut a track out in the big woods all day long. I went all day, never even cut a doe track. It was on a fresh snow, nothing. Like, the snow stopped, like, 3 in the morning at 4, and I was like, yep, today's the day. I made one shot with muzzleloader. Can I can I interrupt you? Yeah. What, what year was this? This was 2020. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I was think I was leading the buck pool that year at work, so I wasn't. Yeah, I dropped a big dirty bomb on I was. I think I I think there was like a three-pointer that was leading the buck pool. So. Yeah, Greg had a three-pointer. <laughs> classic three-pointer. Imagine that. <laughs> classic three-pointer leading the buck pool at work. It was a tough, tough year. A tough I passed year, yeah. it to small buck. But, yep. yeah, so it came to muzzleloader season, and uh, Greg gave me the day off work. So 
shipped it out there, tried to cut a track all day, couldn't do it. It was like 1.30, 2 o'clock. I'm like, I got nothing going here. Did a lot of miles at that point. I'm going to go into this small chunk, and I'm going to go sit in an area where I had some bucks on camera and just see because, you know, at that point in the year, they're starting to come more to the food sources. Yep. Yep. And uh, I know there were some does in there hanging out, you know, coming back down to the feed. And, and uh, so I go in there, and I'm about, shit, probably 250, 300 yards from the truck and just getting in the woods. And, and it was, like, kind of starting to snow again. So it snowed all night and the night before and didn't throughout the day. And then it probably started snowing around 1, just, like, a little dusting on top. And uh, I get in that chunk of woods, and I come across a good-sized track. I'm like, oh, I've been looking for this all day, and here I am going in here to sit in a small piece, like not a piece that you really want to go tracking in because it's, you know, it's relatively small, yeah, yeah. and you, you can be pushed out of there and be on private land in pretty quick time. So I go in there, and there's this track, and it's like smoke for us. I said it was just it was starting to spit snow, and there was nothing in this thing. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, well, let's try. It was definitely a buck track. I said, well, let's try so I get on this deer, and uh, like I said, small piece of wood. So I start following him. We're going up the ridge. You can see where he'd been down low, ripping ferns out of the ground. I've been feeding all down low in there. Yep. So he starts going up this ridge, and uh, it's like those real steep, like hemlocky ridges that are steep, and they're kind of like hogbackish, just yep. like one here, and then you can look over and you can see the next one. It's just like a series of those. Yep. So I'm going up one of those fingers, and he's going up through one of the little gullies in between those two little ridges, and like oh, wow. it's not not that steep. It's probably like. From the bottom of the goalie he's into up on the little top of the finger I'm on, which because I can see his track good, so I'm just staying up above so I can see better. Um, I don't know, it's probably 30 yards down to the bottom of that goalie. Not not crazy steep or yeah. deep, deep in there. So he's going up that goalie, and I'm just staying on that little hemlock finger above him. And I can see the track from where I am. And uh, I was like, oh, it's just going to be a better, advantage, chance, better chance of getting him in here. So I get up, and I get right to the end of this little finger ridge where all these hemlocks are. It's real dark. It's, you know, it's real dark in there. Not a lot of light. You can see out. It opens up in this like little hardwood bowl, and there's a lot of ferns and uh, beech trees and stuff. There wasn't any beach that year, but there's a lot of ferns down in there. And that buck had been snapping ferns down low before he went up. And as soon as I get up to where I can see into this little bowl off the tip of this finger ridge, I catch a glimpse of something. And I look to my right, and he's about 25 yards to my right. Oh, like, geez. I don't know how he didn't see me. Yeah. I mean, I was in the dark stuff, and it was spitting snow, a little bit of wind going. He was in the open more. Yep. I look to my right, and he's ripping a fern out of the ground. I'm like, holy shit. And then he turns <laughs> his head, and I'm like, that's that buck I've been seeing. That's Squiggle. Yeah. Because yep. he had a little squiggle on the end of his main oh, beam. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And, like, clear as day, 25 yards. I'm like, this is the buck I've been had pictures of holy all season. Shit. He's right there 25 yards from me. So I'm, like, right next to this, like, dead stump, and it's, like, still solid. Like, it broke off about six feet up, yep. windstorm or whatever. Yep. So I drop to my knee because he's kind of, like, down a little hole, and I need a little hole to shoot through. Yeah. So I get down on my knee. Cop. and cop big cop right there slow down slow down okay we're good uh, sorry no you're good so i get on this little stump and i brace myself and i got just like a piece of shit traditions muzzle over it, that thing was a club wasn't it big yeah. old club yeah yep. it wasn't that good and i yep. uh, had like a shot like a shotgun scope on it <laughs> just whatever you know uh small little scope yeah so i put it right on him and the wind was kind of swirling up there because right near this bowl and just as I'm squeezing the trigger, just about, the wind picks up, and it's right on my neck. And as soon as I'm squeezing the trigger, he gets my scent. He snaps his head up, looks right dead at me, and starts, like, takes, like, half a bound like he's heading out. Oh, no. And right as I'm pulling the trigger. So I pull the trigger, and boom, and he drops right there. Yeah. Like, he, like not like I, like, spined him, dropped or anything. Like, like knocked him over, yeah. dropped him. He hits the ground. As soon as he hits the ground, he gets back up. So I'm like, I know I hit him, and, like, I thought it was on him. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got him, whatever. So I get reloaded jam a 
ball down in there and put a new primer in, get over right where I shot, and right where I shot, there's a spray of blood and hair all over the place, and you can see right where he fell over there where he hit the ground and yep. it all scuffed up. And when he was running away, I could tell he was laboring. He was yeah. really dogging, and then about 80 yards, the last little window where I could see him, I see him drop again, but he gets right up fast again and takes oh, off. Geez. So I'm get reloaded and getting after him following that little bit of blood and it's muzzleloader and you know i think i was running power belts back then and yep, yep. word on the street and most people know they don't really seem to bleed very good with a 50 cal power belt <clears throat> yeah so i'm following him and i get up to right where i last seen him where he last fell and i'm looking down at that and then i look up and there's like this blowdown about 60 yards up ahead of me yeah and i just see the top of a rack sitting there like spinning he's laying down behind oh, this blowdown and i just see the top of a rack yeah so I get up on this little rock. There's a little rock to the left of me, and I get up on it, and I can just see about four inches of the top of his back and, like, just a little bit of the chunk of his neck. So I put it right on the top, like, kind of right where the neck meets the back right there a little bit because yep. just got to put one in him because he knows I'm coming down his track there, and he just can't see me because of that blowdown. Mm-hmm. So I shoot, and boom, head drops. I'm like, yep, got him. So I reload, get everything jammed back in there, reload it again, and I get up there, and he's still kicking around, like, trying to get up. So I gave him another one and finished him off right there, and, that ended up being a really good buck, and I mean, oh, yeah. goes to show you don't always have to have the biggest woods to be able to track a buck. And definitely, I never expected to kill a buck tracking in there. Yeah, and I'm not trying to act like I'm some big woods hunter that's all the time. Like I'll go and if I know a good buck's in a small piece, like I'll go sit there if I get nothing else. Oh, and if absolutely. It's not no tracking snow or whatever. I'm yep. gonna go. Couple things to, there, you know. You gotta hunt. Oh yeah, yeah. you just gotta go hunting. You know, if yeah. you wait around for the perfect conditions you might hunt two days a year you yeah know? and that was from no lack of effort of tracking bucks or trying to track bucks all season before oh, that yeah. rifle season from maine uh i shot at a buck in maine that year yep that's uh, right track passed up small bucks in vermont and uh just a lot of work leading up to that moment and it all came together and on a buck that i had a lot of history with and it was just cool just a real good buck 110 inch vermont buck oh yeah um so two lessons on that really what I mean, do you got so there's a lot of vermonters that are like our season's nine days long, so why should I spend money on a good muzzleloader? Yeah. Well, that's why. You never know what you're going to see. And if you have, I mean, that, that gun did the job. It did. But um, it can let you down. I've, I've had <laughs> one of those, too, and it let me down. So, like, just, yeah, if you got to spend a 1000 bucks on a gun, do it. Because, yeah. you know, you might lose that on the buck of your life. Get for, the right bullets for your muzzleloaders, too. Oh, yeah. Do the research. Talk to people. Get the right bullets. Because a lot of those big, heavy 50 cal bullets that are rounded off, they don't bleed, and every, yeah. a lot of people know that. And I think with Woodman, I mean, you see how much they're bleeding, and everybody we've talked to, those yeah. uh, rounds that they make, those open them right up. They bleed like crazy. So yeah. do your research. Buy the right rounds for your muzzleloader if you're going to do it. And uh, don't give up to the end of the season. And if you mm-hmm. you know got a buck you're after and you can go and take him in a small piece of woods and happen to cut a track, do it, you know. Keep shooting, too. I mean, you didn't yeah, – you, you kept reloading immediately. I like – people give me some shit for that because I'm not afraid to throw some lead at – yeah. if, if I, I like to shoot. I mean, a handful of bucks that I've shot, you know, I've killed a few bucks in their beds and shot once and they didn't get up, but I'd just give them another one quick just yeah. to make sure. The last thing you want to do is shoot a buck and think it's all over and then he gets up when he gets his wits under him. And then – so mm-hmm. I always like to double tap him. I'm yeah. sorry. I've ruined some meat. I mean, you cut up my deer. You know. Oh yeah, there's some yeah. there's some meat damage on there, but I'd rather you know end it quick and get it over with. That's yeah, we uh, you know, just this wasn't a muzzleloader story, but a similar story as I I was sneaking down a ridge and I saw I saw a buck before it saw me. It was I me mean, as a pretty nice little six pointer, but I had it right on the deer's shoulder at 40 yards, yeah. and I shot. It was kind of quartering to me, and I was like, "There's absolutely no chance that I hit that thing perfect and it's gonna die." Like in my yeah. mind, yeah. 
Um, so the deer goes, yeah, the deer goes running across the ridge straight away from me. All I can see is little white flickers. So I put it right on the white and shot again. And that shot, I actually paralyzed the deer. I had to walk up and it was sitting there and it was sad. I I finished it off. But part of it though. But after skinning the deer, I realized that first shot was way, way, way low. It wasn't a lethal shot. So Mm. if I would have just, you know, you watch the hunting shows and it's one shot, one kill. And you know, you can, you can. Yeah, you can I should, miss out on getting a deer because you're you just got to keep shooting. Yeah, I, mean, really I should elaborate on that. So my first shot on that deer, yeah. when, he, when he was taking off of him, pulling the trigger, I ended up hitting him square in like the left uh, hind quarter, square. Oh like no shit. Broke that bone. That's why he dropped right there. It really yep. knocked him down, and then he was trying to take off and kept falling down. But yeah, uh, yeah, just that split second it takes from where they're taking off, and then a muzzleloader is not firing just as fast as like a rifle. No, you know, no. Just that little bit of delay from being behind his shoulder, I end up hitting him square in the left hind quarter yeah um and that's just the way it is and then when i that second shot i ended up hitting him right in the spine where the shoulder meets the spine right there oh yeah and then just had to finish him off but yeah that was a that buck weighed 162 and that was two Jeez. days before the end of the season oh so, yeah i mean he wasn't a 200 pounder or anything but he's probably a, a 180 buck and the early pictures i had on him i was guessing he was probably 185 190 he was a big body deer yep but he was all skin and bone there was nothing left to him at muzzleloader season he was like i said he was eating ferns he was trying to build uh, build back up and everything no shit um, but good buck yeah. no that's cool man that yeah they just got a got a few good lessons in there and you didn't give up i mean a lot of people if they hunt yeah. as hard as you do and come muzzle order they're just like oh they're sick of it you know it's always when you least expect it that was the last mm-hmm. thing i was expecting to do is cut a track and go track a deer in that small block of woods um you ever yeah. notice the, the days like uh, for me, it's happened a few times. Like the days that I'm like, the alarm goes off and I'm like, ah, I don't yeah. want to go today. Yep. And if you force yourself to go, there's something about those days that something good will happen if you force yourself to go. Yeah. So it's true. Um, you got to keep doing it, even on days you don't want to do it. And you, if you got the time, and what would you rather be doing? You rather be working or you rather be hunting? You know, exactly. Obviously, not all days of hunting are good days. Um, you know, there's tough days out there. Shit goes wrong and you get tired, you get hurt or whatever. And it's not always fun, but you just keep doing it and and you'll bear some success. Oh yeah. So, but, uh, Hey, we want to give a shout out to the Ridgeline athlete. Yep. Um, he's got a, he's got a new program starting like a preseason program next week. And I'm going to, I'm going to hop onto that and, uh, nice and give it a good try. And, um, he's, he's got a lot of good stuff. We've been trying to get him on the podcast for a while, but we, haven't been able to, to link up yet, so hopefully right yeah, after Unstock. But uh, I know, like, I've been working out with Adam and just, you know, walking a lot, and I feel a lot better, but I did a part of his program, which is just the like the warm-up. right? Yeah, the yeah. pack program. I did the just the warm-ups on that, yep. and it's uh, it's amazing just the flexibility that I got back in my, my lower half as far yeah, as... Yeah, you're moving around pretty good right now. I seem to see at yep. the gym you're, you're putting more weight and you're moving around yeah. good. Still got a lot of weight to lose, but, you know, yeah. it's just a, it's a, it's a struggle, progress. you know. But you're getting there. You're on the right track. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but no, we're looking forward to having him on because I mean, he's a... Uh, that dude's pretty hardcore, and yeah. he's, uh, he can definitely Heck of help a buck anybody. Hunter too. Heck of a, he's a tracker. Yeah. He's a, he kills some great bucks every year. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Adrian Geyer, he's a Ridgeline athlete on Instagram. He's Like I said, he's got a gym up in Lindenville, and he does programs online. And yep. You can go on there, and, and those programs will get your ass in shape for deer season. If you need that little bit of nudge to get out there and do everything right and get your feet under you this year, if you want to have that banner year where you're killing bucks tracking, go spend the money, take the time whatever you got to do to get in shape and uh yeah he's very helpful with that and his, his programs are great for that so for sure and for yeah sure. we'll have him on the podcast after hunt stock here just scheduling's been tough but go yep. check him out on instagram and on his website and get your ass in shape for deer season because it only comes once a year and you might as well make the most of it when when it's here 
Ooh, we're going by a Toyota dealership. You wanna you wanna stop and pick up a King Tundra, Toyota. Adam, or no? No, man, I can't. Do, see the price of those new new. Well, no, I can't afford them. Shit, either. used Tacomas now. They're going for an insane amount of money. Jeez. I'm glad I bought mine when I did. I'm see. Yeah, I'm holding on to this thing till it dies. Hey, what do you have for miles on the 150? 150. That's just a baby for a Toyota. A, yeah, she's just a just a toddler. Yeah, and I've had I've had every rig. I've had Fords. I've had Chevys. I've had Toyotas. I've had. Nissan. I've had yep. just about everything. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I love my truck. For a while there, you were switching trucks like you were switching underwear. Yeah, but well, I, that, yeah, I had to get out of that Chevy as fast as I could. That yeah. was a newer thing. I'd never again will I own one of them. But You've, had this, Tacoma. Chevy. You've had this Tacoma it's for the longest long. I've had out of all my trucks. Longer than any girlfriend or anything, right? No. My favorite, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite full-size truck, though, is definitely the F-150. I had EcoBoost in that thing. That was a good hunt yep. rig. Oh, yeah. Powerful no, nothing rig, wrong with those. Never again will I own a Chevy. No, nothing against you guys that already do, but never again will I do that. Um, mozzarella moons tonight or no are you not you well, uh, yeah, last year <laughs> change it we're, fl- we're flip-flopping subjects here last year we check into our uh that you, we already said that we already told yeah we talked about the hotel and yeah greg was craving a mozzarella stick and all he could get was mozzarella moons and half. actual moons crescent moon <laughs> full of <like> a cheese <laughs> a little marinara and Oh, boy. Man. Well, so, it's probably time to wrap it yeah, up there. We're, we're just rambling we're not, now. We're just rambling. But we're looking forward to it. And uh, I don't know if this will be released before I'm going to try to get it out tonight. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, come on. Come on over and say hi. And, yeah, uh, if you're coming love down to, to Huntstock, yeah, definitely. We'd love to shoot the shit with you. We're just just sitting there having a good time and yeah. love to meet all the all the uh, people that come and all the other hunters and everything. So it's a great event. Yeah, so. i got one more thing to say, too. So we're going to yes. have the podcast stuff set up in the booth. And we want to do – we tried to last year. We just got busy because it was just you and I at this thing. Yep. And uh, we want to do a listener episode. So if you got a story you want to sit down, five, ten minutes, come shoot the shit with us. We get a round table. We're going to talk. Get your buck story on out on the – out on a podcast and uh yeah we'll be there and we got five thousand dollars of stagger year given away at the show so stop by we got it's you're gonna be drawn out of a hat of pretty much what you get it's got a number on it so how does that work you can just stop by draw out of a hat yeah so we only have so much per day that we're giving out so if you're coming to the show if you get there first thing then come on over and get your free stuff because it's gonna go fast so uh, yeah, we only have a certain amount given out each day, but it comes out to about five grand worth of staggered gear and stuff. So cool, definitely stop by. But yeah, we'll see you guys down there if you're coming. If not, uh, we got, obviously at Huntstock we're doing sales on all the gear. We got some new unreleased products coming out there that we haven't talked about yet. Yep, um, get a first look at those, pre-order them if you want, and uh, yeah, try some stuff on. But there's going to be a sale for the people at Huntstock, and we're also going to run a sale on the website while this is all going on. So if you can't make it to Huntstock, well, we got a sale for you. Scoop your stuff up online. Oh, and Blaze Capes are back in stock. That was a big thing, um, Yeah, the Blaze Capes from last year. So go, on, go online, get those shopped. Make sure you get enough Blaze Orange this year. If you can't make it to Huntstock, then F you. No, just kidding. <laughs> we still like you if you can't come. but Still appreciate you We guys. really would like you to come. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you can't make it this year, then maybe next year. It's a great event. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we're just rambling, so we'll wrap this up. But we'll see you at Huntstock if you're coming. And if not, we'll see you on the next episode.